The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. He would throw all of them under the bus. Both of his sons, it's already been stated and reported that he would throw Don Jr. under the bus first before he'd throw Ivanka on the bus, uh, under the bus. And so, I, I, you know, because he's always had that infatuation with that, little, with that young lady, and it's really sad. Those teams can't be held accountable to anybody else but themselves. So until they get sued that they break up the NFL in an in a antitrust kind of way, then nothing's going to happen. So they do everything at all costs to not have discovery. He never spoke out against Trump. And, and Trump has been touting that same line that Pence could have done this, Pence could have done that. He is, not, he is not lightened up on that. He's been saying that since the beginning, and he's still going after Pence, and he's still saying this stuff. Why is Pence doing this now? You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for that wonderful introduction and good morning. It's the second Sunday, which means it is the Sunday morning roundtable where our panelists bring their topics to the table. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. Dear Lord, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I praise and glorify your holy name. This is the day that you have made, so I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today I ask for your guidance and protection as I tackle my day. May your hand be on me, Lord. When things get tough, may I have the courage to set my heart and mind on you knowing that you will see me through any obstacles during my day. Help me focus on you and set aside time for prayer in your word. I desire to fellowship with you more and more each day. I thank you in advance for the peace that will envelope me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning and welcome into the serious side of the Jay Rowell Show, 347-850-1272. It is the Sunday morning roundtable every second Sunday of the month. We uh, allow our panelists to bring their topics to the table. But, uh, you know, I'm Jay Rowell, and I never share the space by myself. Let me introduce you to the players. My main man, Mr. Elias, is in the house. Vanessa May Bell is in the house, and Jackie's in the house as well. Let me bring them in and introduce them to you. Let them formally uh, open up the uh, show with their own comments. Let's say good morning to my beautiful big sis, Miss Vanessa. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning, Jay. And I guess I owe you an apology because I heard me this morning. Good morning, brother. Oh. Man, my goodness. Wow. She started the morning off mushy. Okay. Good morning, big sis. 
We love you. Glad that you are in the house. Jackie's in the house as well. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? Doing outstanding. Glad that you are in the place to be. And, uh, and of course, uh, we if we had the theme to welcome back Carter, we'd play it right now. But since we don't have that, we'll just say good morning to the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. And if you think that was bad, wait till the next couple of months come on. Well, good morning, one, NASA. Mm, good morning, Mr. Mm, good morning, uh, Kathleen. Mm, good morning, Mary and the Music. Mm, good morning, Momo B. Good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. <laughs> There it is, folks. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Once again, it is the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. And of course, like we always do, we like to take what I like to call a point of personal privilege, where we kind of rap and clap and talk about things that uh, who knows we may or may not talk about today. This is always tricky because on the Sunday morning roundtable, I have no idea what they're going to bring to the table. So apologies if I. You know, bring up something that you guys are uh, going to discuss today. But uh, you know, one of the things that uh, that caught my attention uh, this past week, Mr. Elias, and I wanted to kick it around a little bit, is the fact that we're learning more and more about what's happening or what didn't happen in Uvalde. You know, reports came out now that there was a police. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say a sniper, but a police officer who had a bead on the suspect before he entered the facility and. He was waiting to get permission to engage. Uh, the more and more mm. this goes on, the more and more this looks. Wow, man! I, you know, these are the types of things wow. that, in my wow. opinion, someone should be brought wow. up on charges. I, yes. I just don't see how you can say that this is a dereliction of duty. You know, it's one thing for a dereliction of duty, uh, but it's another thing when your dereliction of duty leads to the death of so many people when it's your job to save their lives and once again we're finding about all these different issues that have happened and i'm mm-hmm. i've come to the conclusion that uh they probably could have prevented all these young these young kids and these two teachers from being killed had they did the right thing or if they were a, a competent police department what's say you well you know something I, I didn't read the story but uh, you know if, if what you're saying is actually true, yeah, I, I would have to agree with you 100%. Because, you know, come on, man. You know, this man entered the, entered the school with weapons. He, and he wasn't entering the school for, with weapons to, to have a friendly conversation. He was in the school with weapons to, to take these people out, man. So, yeah, good Lord, man. If that, if that is indeed true, man, some heads need to roll. But are we? But but here's the deal, because this is what we, this is what happens all the time, because we're talking about a story that has already played out. So my question is, are we Monday morning quarterback in this thing? Because at that time he hadn't shot anyone, and at that time I don't yes, know if had. the guy, if the yes, he no he didn't, no no yes, before he had entered that building he hadn't shot anyone. He shot, no, he didn't. He shot his grandparents. He, well, no one knew that at the time. But, 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 see, once again, we're Monday morning quarterback in this thing. If you're an officer on the scene, you don't have that information. You're there. You're but, seeing a suspect. You want to know, do you engage him before he goes into a building? Because maybe you don't have the full story. That's why you communicate. So if I'm a, so, 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 in the building. 
but Mr. Elias, because a person is carrying a weapon, remember the use. Remember the, the definition of deadly force. The definition of deadly force is is officer is your life in danger. That officer's life wasn't in danger because he wasn't nowhere near where the shooter was. So you saw someone carrying a gun. You can carry long guns in Texas. You just can't have them on school property. Thank you. You can't. But they don't have anything. But but Elias, I hear what you're saying. But Vanessa, help me out on this. This to me, this is what the we call Monday morning quarterbacking. Because we know the full story. The officers on the scene did not know the full story. And so it's easy for us to say he should have shot him. Well, that officer gets on the scene, look, I got a beat on somebody with a weapon. Can I engage? The problem to me is, is the communication. How someone didn't say, okay, go ahead. and shoot. It's Like I said, it's easy for us because we know the story. But if you don't know the story, it's like a book, right? You can't discuss a book unless you read it. We can't talk about a book until we open the book and read it. Once we read the book, then we can tell you or give you our opinions on it. So, Vanessa, I'm not trying to relieve this officer of the neglect, but this is just a long series of things that went totally wrong from a police department that had just put out a video saying we are ready to rock and roll, and they were not even in the same league as, I mean, my I think freaking flashlight cops would have done better than this. Let's say you. I'm trying to catch what you say. I was listening. I'm trying to catch what you said. So before they knew anything about or this particular officer that saw him with the gun, before he knew anything about him shooting his grandmother in the face or what was going on in the school, is that what you're saying? Nothing was done? Did he know anything about... What we don't know, what he knows. We're just going to we're going to assume because you know, out of all of us, I'm the only one, and I'm not trying to brag, but I'm the only one that's been a part of a reactionary force. I'm the only one that's been involved with military maneuvers, which we have to engage yeah. enemies. Now, obviously, and not live fire, but in exercises. So, 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 you know, once again, you have to assume that if the officer is on the scene and asking for permission to engage, that means that that officer doesn't have enough information to determine if this guy is a threat or not. So you, you don't engage shoot him. him. Well, you well you so could sh- we just, listen. Huh? I don't think you should shoot him if you don't know what's going on. Well, that's why he asked permission. Right. right. So that's wh- that's why he asked permission today. to engage. Yeah. That, 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 that's why. But but the reason why this looks so horrible, because we're finding out about, you know, we heard about there were officers right outside on the other side of the wall when this guy was in, in inside the building. You know, we're, we're just, you know, the police chief didn't know that he was the, the, the you know, the scene commander, uh, the on-scene commander. We're just, this is just one of many things that went wrong in that situation. So, I, you know, my goodness. This is crazy. This goes back to when people talk about Homeland and, and, and uh, you know, the FBI and all these agencies, they're not talking. One hand is not talking to the other. Now, you know, Vanessa and I are in Texas. You can drive down the expressway and see all types of law. You got 
DPD, you got the constables, you got the sheriff's department, you got the Texas Rangers, you got whatever municipality you may be driving through, you got their offices, you have all this heat in one area, but is there a system that allows them to communicate with each other? That's the problem. Somebody actually saw him and and they oh my God. Yeah, so a police what? officer I, all of this, Jay. I I Jay, I wouldn't have I oh my God. <laughs> Jay, uh, all of this, the fact that one of the doors wasn't even locked and they were waiting on the key, I think that just well, 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 that's one thing. Well, we say that, but then, you know, there are conflicting reports with that because remember, they first said that a teacher left the door open, cracked the door to go get a cell phone or a cell phone charger, and then the guy came in. But then that report was refuted because they were saying that the teacher, the lawyer for the teacher, that represented the teacher, so no, you know, he or she closed the door. So if he or she closed the door, then why, you know, so did the doors lock? You know, there are so many things that went wrong there. It's just... You know, someone has to be held accountable. And I know if Kathleen was on the show, one of the examples I would bring up is, you know, I talk, we talked about this, and I bring it up every now and then, that, you know, if you are a DA and you put someone in jail on bogus nonsense, then your butt should be having to spend some time too in jail. Oh, you can't do that. Why not? But the police has resigned. What? Didn't the police chief resign last week? Uh, no, he didn't. I think he resigned from the city council. I think. I, I have to go was... back and check that. No, I, he's, I, I think he he's still the police chief. No, I think he's still the police chief. But, okay. but, but yeah. But, but, but I don't know. I'll look it up. We can, you know, it's not like we can't look it up during the show. Uh, but, but for me, this is just, once again, this is just a, just a tragedy. And when you say that, oh, you should have shot him. Once again, we have the, we have the, um, you know, we know what happened. I can't think of the word, but you, we, you know, we have the opportunity or the privilege. It's not the privilege. I can't think of the word that I want to say, but uh, uh, the advantage. We have the advantage of knowing, you know, how it played out. And since we know, it's easy for us to say you should have shot him because at the time, you know, that guy didn't know. So, anyway, what well, this is a tragic story on that whole situation. Uh, the Japan, former you're Japan right. prime minister. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so, the prime minister, former prime minister of Japan, shot dead. Uh, man, in a country where I think they only had like 10 gun incidents the whole year. When you watched or looked at the video and saw the uh, pictures, uh, basically, you saw a situation where the guy made an improvised uh, weapon and he engaged. You know, this is a world leader. This is not some, you know, second-tier guy. This guy was the, the, the head of state for a country, and he just got blown away. So what does this say, guys, about the state of this country? It's not our country over there. Uh, that's 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 China. Well, so, well I mean, I'm sorry. You're right. I, it's state of I've the, done the whole system. Yeah, go ahead. I I I I've done laws. Everything is just outrageous to me. Cause, and and Indiana, we just became Texas because we got the same laws you guys got. You don't have to have a permit to carry a gun. You can open carry. 
They don't. They the same laws you guys got. We got now, and it happened July first. And I, oh, I swear, wow. there's been there's been killing after killing after killing. And you know, it's just it's 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 horrible. It is horrible. But hey, this is what people want. This is what gun advocates want. They want to. It's what Republicans yeah. want, you know, hardcore. Because, because you know, they said that uh, most of the NRA members, people who own weapons, saying that there should be some type of gun restrictions and gun laws in place. There's no reason for a person to have to carry an AR-15. Because you want to go target practice? None, I just don't, none, Jay, none. There's no reason. That is a military machine. It is designed to kill human beings. It's not designed to kill deer. It's not designed to kill elk or bear. It's designed to kill people. And so why on earth do you have a weapon of mass destruction readily available for anyone to purchase? And keep in mind, think about it from this perspective, too. It's a military-style weapon. When you first join the military, they don't just give you a weapon and tell you to go shoot. You get training before you're issued that weapon. This is a state that's saying you don't even have to have any type of training whatsoever. Just go buy it. I mean, they're nuts. You wonder yeah. what But see, here's the deal. The reason why it's not going to affect anyone is because they are protected. They're behind layers of security, so they don't see it. Let, these, let some of these uh, people in Congress, let some of their family members start getting killed by gun violence. You will see a change. I promise you. I promise you, you will see some type of change. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, you, yeah, you will, because no, you're, you're going to bring up the police. You're going to bring up the police. Think about the shot. That's good. Yeah, you can bring up the police. But, well, yeah, okay. Well, that was one. That was one out of how many? One out of how many? Come on, man. Okay. That's why you have to finish with the numbers and polls. And you're not going to have 100% or anything. One guy gets shot. If they if they if they go against they're not the, the power is more important to them than anything. We and they, and, the and NRA, the the, 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 the NRA backs them. So if they lose, well, the if they, if they lose their office because they speak out against it, then what's going to happen? They lose their the power. NRA has been wounded. The NRA is not okay. what it used to be. And it, well, it's okay. the truth. I mean, it's fact. It used to be, it's still will power. They're not. It's still well, they're not power. that power. Well, they're not that power. Okay. Well, they just passed one, but you know, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think we're on the same team on this one. All right, we're over. Three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. It's in time for the PR news update. And on the clock is Mr. Les. We'll see what he has in his uh bag of tricks and things he wanna talk about. We'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. The State Department says Secretary of State Antony Blinken will make a stop in Japan to offer his condolences to the Japanese people following the assassination of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. He's due in Tokyo after visiting Thailand today following a G20 meeting in Indonesia where he told his Chinese counterpart that the U.S. has concerns about China's support for Russia. After its invasion of Ukraine, here's Michael Sullivan reporting. Secretary of State Blinken avoided Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, at the gathering. So did several other Western foreign ministers, as attendees discussed two issues related to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, world food security and energy supplies. Secretary of State Blinken told his Chinese counterpart 
that Beijing's support for Russia is complicating already strained relations between the U.S. and China. Blinken also told Wang Yi the U.S. is concerned about what he called China's increasingly provocative rhetoric and activity near Taiwan. China insists it hasn't taken sides in the war in Ukraine, but has declined to condemn Russia's invasion. Michael Sullivan, NPR News, Chiang Rai, Thailand. Rescuers in Ukraine searching for survivors in the rubble of a five-story apartment building. Officials say it was hit by a Russian missile strike. At least 15 people reported dead. Officials say more than 20 remain missing. Former President Donald Trump held a rally in Alaska last night, making good on his pledge to get back at Senator Lisa Murkowski. He claims she turned on him in his last days in office. Alaska Public Media's Liz Ruskin reports. Trump endorsed Senate candidate Kelly Chewbacca and former Governor Sarah Palin, who's running for U.S. House. Trump once said he'd campaign for anyone with a pulse to defeat Murkowski. He urged Alaskans to vote her out. Get Murkowski out of here because she's not a Republican. She is not a Republican. Of the seven Republican senators who voted to convict at Trump's second impeachment, only Murkowski is running for re-election this year. But Alaska has a new nonpartisan primary, and Murkowski is likely to be one of the four candidates who advance to the November ballot. For NPR News, I'm Liz Ruskin in Anchorage. In Texas, residents of Uvalde, including the father of one of the children killed in the mass shooting in May, have organized a march and rally to remember the victims. It's scheduled for this evening, as Texas Public Radio's Camille Phillips reports. The plan is to gather at Robb Elementary and march to the plaza in downtown Uvalde for a rally. The official flyer calls it a march for unheard voices. Some organizers have said the march is a call for accountability and increased school safety. Others said they are calling for gun reform. And you're listening to NPR News. is the call-in number. It is the second Sunday of the month, which means it is the Sunday morning roundtable. And uh, as always, you know, proper protocol around here. Mr. Elias is on the clock. And uh, Mr. Elias, uh, what do you have uh, on the agenda for us for the next 20 minutes or so? I, man, was talking around a lot of ideas, but I came across one that I don't think we talked about. And it's that the Supreme Court has gutted the Miranda Rights Act for us, which means that if they forget to read you your Miranda Rights, in case people don't know what Miranda Rights are, it's where the police read you, have you have the right to remain silent, you have a right to this, you have a right to that. They read you your rights, which which is what they have to do. And if they don't read you your rights, you could get you could get away with a lot of stuff, but now they have gutted that. The Supreme Court has gutted that, and they have taken what? that right away. Yes, they have taken that right away. And so, if you don't, they don't read your your Miranda rights. You cannot sue them for for violating your rights right now. They have gutted that. So I don't know if we've talked about that or anybody knew about that, but I, I saw this and I, I thought to myself, wow. 
I mean, what is this? What else is the Supreme Court going to do to destroy us? They already they already got the abortion. Not a, not 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 a taking away the Miranda rights act. So if the police get to read your Miranda rights, it's no big deal anymore. You used to be able to sue them, but now you can't. Well, I, I don't know anything about the sue part, but what I do know is that obviously, if you don't read the Miranda rights, you know, obviously that leads to a possible acquittal or, or you know, or you know, the yeah. charges being dropped. So, so I, I don't know. I mean, you, you got me on that, Mister Elias. Well, uh, Vanessa, what about you? I, I have no idea what what, what uh, I never knew it so happened. I, I, I'm, I got such gangster friends from my past. I just Lord. I have to Google this and put it on Facebook to give them a heads up. I am serious. So are you saying that just because they don't say it, I don't know about the sue part, but they usually could say, well, you didn't read the Miranda rights, so your case is kicked out. Are you saying that none Mm -hmm. of that's going to happen, that police can just throw you in the car, ain't got to read you your rights or nothing, and and your butt goes to jail? What? Really? Yeah. They have the Supreme Court has gutted the Miranda Rights Act. Yes, they I have. I can't stand that damn Supreme Court that Donald Trump has put in place. I'm sick of them. Already, I'm mm-hmm. sick of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, this I is this is, is this is what we're laughing in Florida because everything he said he was going to do, he has done it. And we're not even Turn- paying attention to this kind of stuff. We're not. This is this is stuff they're doing on the slot. And and when I oh, when I saw this news story, I was like, oh my god. Oh my oh, God! Now, anytime they violate your rights, Jay, anytime they violate any of the rights, you can sue them. That that's just a violation of your rights. So you can sue uh, anybody for violating your rights. You, they cannot. The uh, law enforcement cannot violate your rights. So you can sue them for any if they violate any one of your rights. But not well, uh, well, well. First of all, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak on the law because I have no idea what the law says. But what I can say is. Is that is that uh, you know you can sue anybody, <laughs> you know you may not win, but you can sue anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean you know you you have the the right that's your right as an American citizen. You can you can do that. I think the only people that are what's you say, Vanessa? They gonna take that away in a minute. <laughs> well, you uh, well, yeah, you that's yeah, yeah. Well, well, they well, can't do that because no. Think they, about it, Jay. They, Texas can't, they can't do that, Vanessa. Wait. They got to keep these. They got to keep these judges employed. You, they can't do that. Uh-huh. No, they can't uh-huh. do that. Yeah, uh huh. It's a lot of things that you think that they wouldn't do at the Supreme Court, and they're doing it, Jay. So, well, well, so, you, yeah, yeah. But you're gonna, but you're gonna, you're gonna take away. But hold on, Think about what you what you're saying. You're talking about taking away someone's ability to sue. You have all these freaking judges. That that's well, pretty hell, much what they handle. The right for a woman to have an abortion. So what? Yeah, but that's not okay. Yeah, but okay. okay. I mean, I can't argue with you on that. But you know, at the end of the day, you're talking about that's a whole different thing. That doesn't have anything to do with the judicial system. You're taking away someone's ability to sue. That's going to put a lot of people, a lot of those jokers. Out. It's like Mr. Elias just said before. Well, you know, when we, at the beginning suing, of the show. Jay. I don't care about the suing. I don't even care about that suing part. What I care about is a young person gets pulled over in Houston. And you don't read them their rights or anything like you got the right to remain silent or anything. And then you can just go put them in jail and question them and stuff. And they just tell and spill the, the tea. And y'all, uh, and y'all take it and say, well, he said blah, blah, blah. Can no longer come in and say, well, did you read him his rights to tell him that he can remain silent? I mean, 
Jay. That's serious. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I, I don't know. That's I mean, this true. is something that, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about it. Um, I don't know. Oh, it says it says the Supreme Court limits the ability to enforce Miranda rights. Didn't say you can't read them. Mm-hmm. This is limited. So what does that mean? So you you you, you what said it means that they is can't that they do don't it. Have to read it. If they if they forget to read you your Miranda rights, still it, it they did it does nothing to them. That you yeah, still, I just saw what you uh, just said here. It says police officers can't be sued for Miranda right violations. It says the New York Times has a story out that that's talking about what you just said, Ms. Elias. That's a decision. It said in the second decision, the justice decided with a death roll inmate who sought to be executed by firing squad rather than lethal injection. Okay, I don't know what that's all about. Okay, the Supreme Court ruled on Thursday that police officers may not be sued under a federal civil rights law for failing to administer the familiar warning required by the court's 1966 decision in the Miranda versus Arizona. The vote was 6-3, to three, obviously, with the judges dividing along ideological lines. And it said, okay, so... The case on the Miranda warnings illustrated the contested status of the decision. Writing for the majority, Justice Samuel Alito, that's the same fool that wrote the the uh, majority mm-hmm. for uh, the Roe versus Wade, says the ruling had announced something less than uh, than a constitutional right. This guy, uh, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know. He says he says, it also goes on to say he wrote as a remedy for a violation of the Miranda decision. Was exclusive was this exclusion of defendants was a disclusion of defendant statements at their criminal trials. The decision he wrote had not established a sort of constitutional right that could not be vindicated could be vindicated by a lawsuit under Section uh, 1983. You know, this is a guy that's the same guy that said there was no uh, there was nothing in the Constitution that talked about you know uh, mm-hmm. abortion. But then people came right back and said, well, wait a minute, there's nothing in the Constitution. Woman is not mentioned in the Constitution. So, I, I mean, yeah, this is a guy that you hope soon and very soon that he's gone. And, and you know, mm-hmm. just as, you know, these other guys, I don't know, man. Uh, as far as your topic, your subject matter, I mean, I don't have enough information to give, to give you any intelligent dialogue on it. Uh, the bottom line is that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'd like to know more about it because it says weakened. Didn't say that they don't have to administer it, but it did say, like you mentioned, uh, that police officers can't be sued for it mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. not administering. Uh, that's what it says. Police officers can't mm-hmm. be sued for Miranda violation. So what does but that I mean? Know, not the right itself. Yeah. I, well. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I guess so. Well, when you sue a police officer, when you sue them, you're suing the county or the police station. No, you you can sue police officers, too. You can sue. It's like, for example, as HR director. You know, the thing is that I can be personally sued, personally sued, to have anything to do. I can be administrating company policy and be sued because of, you know, because a person is discriminated. So not only can they sue the organization, they can sue the individual as well. So, yeah, police officers individually can be sued, and their departments can be sued as well. This is saying police officers, not police departments. And they're saying 
for Miranda violations. What does that mean, Miranda violations? I have no idea. Yes. Uh, well, a Miranda violation is you don't read me my Miranda rights. And, and, and but there, you, it's you, a violation. Miranda rights. Huh? Yeah, but it says violations. That means it has to be more than just that. But you, can it be that you read the words wrong or maybe you left the sentence out and you're trying to mm-hmm. you're trying to sue somebody on a technicality? I have no idea what that means. That's what I'm saying. It's hard for me to give an educated, educated answer on that because I have no clue of, of what that means. Um, you know, obviously that's not something that just, you know, you're just walking around randomly thinking about, hey, I wonder what's going on with the Miranda rights. I mean, okay. I guess if I was a lawbreaker, I would be very interested in that. <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, but I don't know, Jackie. You know, I don't know if you have any input on this. Uh, but uh, you know, I mean, my goodness. I guess that means she has no input. All right. Sorry, so, uh, I have to explain because I had a lot of background, but I hadn't heard about this either. But it's just it just sounds like the Supreme Court is just on a chair to you know just take away all. All right, <laughs> to me, but I, I hadn't heard of it. But it's that's crazy to me. Well, it's a pattern of, it's a pattern of, you know, the Republican Party supporting police officers no matter what they do. You know that if you have a badge and a gun, you have the right to do whatever the hell you want to do. And I think that's what the bigger picture here is. Because it doesn't have anything to do. So it's saying that, you know, you just a police officers executing their duties, and if there's a failure to do whatever, then here's just another example of how the Republicans think that police officers have the right to do what the hell they want to do. It's like police officers are not supposed to be running freaking red lights if uh, if they're not going to an emergency, but they do it. Oh, Lord, that's a whole other topic by itself. That is well, but but, but 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 it, but it kind of walk, but it, but it's, it, but you but you can kind of lump all this together because it's like they're saying that they can do what they want to do, which kind of leads back to conversations of it, you know, shooting unarmed black men and things of that nature. You know, you're, you're a police officer, you right, yeah, the right thing that you want to do, and, and see, and that's this kind of plays into that whole. Um, scenario to me, you know. So I, I mean, so if an officer can't, if, if you know, and like I said, I'd like to know more. And I'm glad you brought it up. And it's something that I definitely want to take a look at, and and and, and get more educated on it. Um, but you know, just in the spirit of the serious side, which people you know who may listen to this show say, well, you know, do you guys? A lot of times people ask me, man, you guys, you know, get together and talk about this stuff. No, we we don't. I mean, then that's the beauty of it because, you know, we get together and it's like whatever's on, oh, let's have a conversation and talk about this. It's 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 um the concept of the show was people just meeting and just having a conversation, whatever's on your mind. So Believe a lot of this is unrehearsed. Call me and tell me. Believe me, guys. No, no, nobody. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's <laughs> the best opinion. Well, that's the best opinion though, because it's unrehearsed. And that's why people listen. You don't want rehearsed answers and you do your this, that, and your rule. You know, a lot of the topics are just general topics where if you just pick up a newspaper, well, you don't do that anymore, but you know what I mean. Uh, a lot of the topics are just topics that if you just live in life, you should know or have some opinion on. Anything that requires deep thought usually don't make the cut for us because that means you have to do your homework. And, you know, in this one, in my opinion, kind of falls into that category because you no know, one knows. I don't know anything about the Miranda rights. 
I just know that what I see on TV, you have the right to remain silent, <laughs> you know, and that whole thing. But, but, but yeah. Anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. In a court of and, law. And you have a right to an attorney. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we know yep. the lines. <laughs> it, it's but, like the but, dear old East Side song. <laughs> but but, but you know they, what, 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 what I saw on the, uh, when I was watching this story, they said is, is that if they don't read your Miranda rights, don't answer any questions, don't speak. Don't say anything. And when they get you, if they get you and then they're questioning you, the first thing you should do is say, I would like my lawyer. And that's all you have to say. I'd like a lawyer. And then, you you know, you, you cleared yourself. But, yeah, that's yeah. that's just a bit of information that, you know, people should know. And, and I think that would probably be the first thing. If you're not going to read me my Miranda rights, then I'm not, you know. Because I don't want people to get there. Don't answer questions. Don't well, answer any I mean, questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, okay, okay. I was going to say something smart, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> so, so you're right. So, well, I was, but uh, but I said, okay, let me let me. You know, this is uh, Sunday. So, uh, but I think that when you when you you know when you look at the fact that. You know, my experience with the Miranda rights, I've never had the Miranda rights read to me, so I have no idea. I've never been arrested, so I have no idea. This is all foreign to me. The only experience I have with Miranda rights or what I see what was what I see on TV or if I watch cops, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, you know that they're supposed to read you your rights. And that's what the Miranda rights are. Now here's the thing I didn't know, and this is something that, you know, I'm ashamed to say it out loud. It's interesting when you start digging into these cases. Miranda is actually someone's name, so this was a you know mm-hmm. so this was a court case apparently that set the precedent for the Miranda rights being read. Isn't that crazy? Roe Roe v. Wade. People look at Roe versus mm-hmm. Wade. I mean, that's those are people. You know the Ledbetter mm-hmm. Act. You know that's the all these things are named after folks. Which is interesting, but I had no idea the Miranda rights was, huh? The Weingard Act. Yeah. Yeah. That's name yeah. I mean, yeah. Name, her last name was Weingard. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, and, and things like that you understand. But, you know, you just kind of, oh, you got me reading my Miranda rights. And they're thinking, well, what's Miranda rights? I'm thinking maybe I thought Miranda rights was some type of code or law, federal law or something. I didn't know it was a person's last name. It's just amazing how how that happens. You know, uh, like, you know, when people say they drink Kool-Aid, it could be Weilers, but Kool-Aid is the international term known for flavored drinks, just like I'm going to the Xerox machine, and Xerox machine could be made by Minolta. I've digressed. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network. Online radio at its best. You can participate in the conversation if you like. You can pick up the phone. The world-famous chat room is open for business. And I know someone wrote me, oh, why y'all don't, why, you know, why, why Mr. Elias has to be the only one? Because y'all don't know I have all kinds of stuff going on during the show. So it's hard for me to to try to control that aspect of it. So, Mr. Elias, that's a huge burden that Mr. Elias uh, handles for the show. And, you know, and, hey, so, and then pulling comments and stuff like that, I just can't do it. I can't do it. All right, that's the top of the show. We talked about what happened in Uvalde. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, we're going to revisit that topic with some of the people who are affected by it. 
in its convenient time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. Listen to the serious side, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. The lone survivor of Room 111 from the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, is finally home. Teacher Arnie Reyes was welcomed back by a drive-by parade of cars, the smells of home cooking, and family and friends who are working around the clock to care for him. He says that community support is helping him pick up the pieces after he lost 11 of his own students that day. NPR's Claudia Cusales reports. The wind is playing with the chimes outside the green apple-colored home of Arnie Reyes. Inside, family and friends are coming and going. Come in, brother. You can come in. Reyes is resting on his recliner, reminiscing about his first meal back of bean and cheese tacos and what he missed most. Just the scent of my pillows, you know, things you take for granted and you like. I love the way mom stopped paying the onions to make fideo or whatever. It's kind of like a little bit of a closure for me that I'm home to heal. The fourth grade teacher returned to Uvalde one month to the day of the shooting at Robb Elementary after undergoing 10 surgeries. He was greeted with a car parade in his honor and a constant line of volunteers bringing meals, mowing his lawn, and helping him get to appointments. This community has really you know, come together and, and done so much together. It's far and away from where Reyes was on May 24th when a shadowy figure appeared from the back of his classroom after firing shots in the room next door. Reyes had instructed his students to get under their desks and close their eyes, and he was confronted by the gunman who shot him in the left arm. The death of the 11 students haunts him. They're my kids. They're my students. They're my kids. They're my children. And it's like parents lost one child, families lost one child, but I lost the other. After he was shot, Reyes fell to his stomach and played dead for more than an hour as the shooter sat nearby at his teacher table, at times coughing in response to cops' distant call to talk to him. Reyes says the shooter splashed water on his back and then blood on the side of his face and then shot him again halfway through the ordeal. I think he just wants to make sure that everybody's dead. And I think that's why he shot me the second time on my own back. By the time Reyes heard officers come into the room next door, he braced for the end. Soon after, a Border Patrol agent was dragging Reyes by the cuff of his pants, yelling out he was heavy. Reyes' sense of humor breaks through, even in the darkest of times. And I just thought to myself, dude, I'm still alive. Don't be that mean. Reyes, a former Robb Elementary student himself who is trying to look forward, says he remained haunted by the mistakes exposed that day. His door had a malfunction and would not lock, an issue he asked to get fixed multiple times. And he remained confused at the law enforcement delay. There's really no excuse for 77. He tries to remain tight-lipped about the incident commander, the school district's police chief, Pete Arredondo. Arredondo happens to be his cousin, and they have not talked since the shooting. I wish that he would have said, I'm going to go in there because that's my family. But he didn't. Reyes has also come to see other struggles, such as the outpouring of money that's been donated to possibly rebuild the school. Don't wait for a tragedy to say, okay, well, here's $10 million. Now you can have the best school. Don't wait for the tragedy to happen. 
do it now. He's also trying to cope with the reality that he did not save his students. During the parade by his home in his honor, a mother of one of the slain students got out of her car to embrace Reyes. She, she had to come and tell me herself that, no, it was not my fault. I had felt guilty in the sense that, I'm sorry I didn't save her, but I did what I was supposed to do. But I still had that guilty feeling, like, what else could I have done? Reyes says it's refocused him. He's not sure if he'll return to teaching, and he still does not have use of his left arm. So the idea of how his journey ahead works is not fully formed, and it's still a work in progress. I'm here, and a lot of it that, that's getting me forward in all of this is the love that I'm giving to my community, the love that I get from my family, and the thought that I want to make things happen for my students that they wouldn't die in pain. He says that community love is helping him start to cope with the nightmare of losing all 11 of the students in his classroom that day. Students who felt like his own children. Claudia Vizales, NPR News, Uvalde, Texas. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Welcome back, 34785 of the Jerry Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It is best, of course, every second Sunday. It is the Sunday morning roundtable where our panelists bring topics to the table. Of course, you know who's next. My big sis, Lester May Bell. You want to talk about it for the next 15 minutes? Okay, so Les got 20 out of 15. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, right. when I woke oh, up. Yes, yeah, okay. When I woke up this morning, y'all, I woke up with the heavy part. So I'm glad that you just had this segment about people needing help coping with stuff. So the neighborhood that I grew up in is a very tight knit the first black middle class neighborhood, the highest voting district in Houston. It is in, it is like in, in, in Houston's history, for Pleasantville community. And so everybody knows everybody. So my street last year lost my high school, my 
best friend growing up. We would exchange candy, and she died the month of her 60th birthday. Our days were four, our birthdays were four days apart, but we're all still trying to go through it. I got a birthday cake made with her picture on it, and uh, I left half at the funeral with everybody, and the other half I brought it home. So for my 60th birthday, I can... I can have birthday cake with my friends. So if I'm crying, let me cry. So my topic is not about politics because there's other things that go on in this world other than politics and people being shot. So I come back from a cruise on Friday and get the word that yesterday morning her brother died exactly eight months on the exact date that she died. She died November the 8th. He died July the 8th because he was fighting cancer. But he was fine when I saw him at the funeral. He said he was doing well. So this mother has buried four children and a husband. And they say that mothers aren't supposed to bury their children. That's what my mama said when she buried her two sons. So she's buried her four children and her husband. So my topic that lay so heavy on my heart this morning, I had to message people in the old neighborhood and tell them I'm praying with them. I'm praying with them. And I am going to get off the show a few minutes early so that I, too, the altar, with my church and pray. I know you can pray anywhere, but today I need to go up to the altar and talk to the Lord. So there are people on Facebook without me calling names and stuff that drop little slogans that says people don't understand how hard it is when you lose a parent. When you lose your mama, the strength in the background of these black families, people don't get it. People complain that they got this to do and that to do because they have their own life. People complain because they don't want to have to handle this or that. But I've been there and I've done that. And sometimes I get a little resentful because me being the baby, I had to bring in my mom, handicapped, and my disabled brother, but yet family did not step in and help. And everybody's family is not like that, but there are a lot of black families that are. So I want to reach out to the black families or any family. I don't care what color you are this morning and know that the family that we do have left, and it is just my sister and I left and my nephew. That's it. That is it. It was six of us. That's it. So though we have had our crap, I've decided with so many people in the old neighborhood, on our street, are leaving us. And then the best friend I was telling you about, 
her, well, she was my childhood best friend, but she was best friends with another girl on the street since they were grown. Do y'all know that girl has had a stroke since then? She's like 51 or something, 52. She's had a stroke. And I think it was because she was so stressed out of leaving, losing Debbie. She is at home, bedridden, cannot move, and cannot talk. Morning, Debbie, the best friend, because Debbie was the connection for everybody on the street. So sometimes when family gets on your last nerve, and you want to cut them off, you still can love them from a distance, but we don't have to be nasty and mean because we don't know who's going next. And for our parents, that is getting on your last nerve, but you are the main provider because the other siblings have gone on with their life and doing whatever, and most of the work is on you, Know that when you take care of your parent, God says that he will give us double life. He's going to extend our life for doing right by our parents. And you, I know that sometimes parents get on your nerves. And I know there's a couple of people out there that know I'm talking to them. But you still need to do because when they're gone... That hurt hits you so far in your gut that there is nothing you can do to heal that pain that's so deep in your gut. And with all of these people on my street dying, yes, I'm sitting here crying. As a matter of fact, the girl who is paralyzed because I woke up and messaged her because they were all on my heart so heavy this morning when I woke up. I just want to give you all some encouragement, some encouragement to know that it's okay to be tired. It's okay to be upset with them, but don't mistreat them. Don't be mean to them. Don't be mean to the family who don't want to help because their conscience is going to eat them up. Then they're going to be mad at you because their conscience is going to eat them up. And there's no money that they can write a check for you to say, here, let me give you some money to help you with this. Because it's not money. It's time. It's time. They need to take some of their time with that parent. Take some time with those siblings that need them. So my topic is, and I know it's probably nothing y'all can say behind this, in care of family. They're going to have to, because when I look at my mirror, knowing what all me and Bobby done did over here, because I got a good husband that can bring your whole, your family into your house and, t- and help change his schedule to help take care of them. And I know there's some people out there that's listening to me that's probably going, you know what, my cousin is going through that, or my sister is going through that. Somebody at the sound of my voice is going through this. But just know. Just keep praying for the strength to do what you need to do and pray for the strength of those you see that's going through it because it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to deal with my sister, but I'm, I'm, I'm handling it. 
I'm dealing with her. I'm being nice. I'm, um, I'm, I, I have to answer to God. So I'm just doing the best I can do. So y'all will all meet them uh, at the party, but um, to me, and they know who they are. And even if they don't know me, help other people. Call a friend and say, you want to take the day with your husband and let me come over there and watch your mom or watch your sister, watch your brother, whoever the handicapped person is. I had a friend who called me. We wasn't even that close, but she's going to help me set up my party and stuff. And me and her sister were best friends, and now she and our best friends because she lost her sister, which was one of my best friends. So she would call and say, Vanessa, you want me to come over there and give you and Bobby a break? And I said, no, I paid the eight extra. So me and Bobby can kind of step out a little bit. But we could afford to kind of pay the aid extra. Some people can't. So if you know you got a cousin that's going through this, you know you got a friend that's going through this, you don't have to be close to that person. But that person will never forget that you called and offered. I promise you, that person will never forget. So I'm going to leave my topic with that. It's not really a topic. But I am sure people want to call Jay, send Jay a message or something, go ahead, so that you can ask him a question of where did Vanessa get this from? I thought this was a political show. No, this was the show today for Vanessa to to talk about what was on Vanessa's heart. And I told Jay them that I woke up. I messaged them. I didn't say what it was about. I just told them I woke up with a heavy heart this morning, and I did. Because when people that you grew up with start dying off, not shot down by a police officer but dying off it makes you say see God that's why I'm trying to live my best life because you don't know if you have tomorrow next year I'm going to do this Christmas I'm going to do this you don't know how much time you have left on this earth so I shut it down at this if y'all feel like y'all want to shoot some prayers up for me and my friends on the street that are devastated, please do so. But no, it's not about me. It's not about me. It is about people that are out there that need the help, that need somebody else to step in and say, can I do something for you? Can I help you with your mama, your cousin, your auntie? So anyway, that's it for me, Jay. I just had to open up my heart because God knows. I don't know how I'm going to put makeup on my face because I can't stop crying, but... And it's, it's just today. It's just one of them days. Some days you wake up and you be like, God, I don't have a mama. I don't have a mama. I can't call my mama. I don't have my daddy. I can't call my daddy. Sometimes you wake up and you miss your parents so bad. Or you miss your family so bad. Don't be one of the people. Because I'm not. But don't be one of the people that say, God, I wish I had this, did this and this and this. Anyway, that's it for me. All right. Well, uh, first of all, condolences to you. And I'm um, sorry that you, uh, you know, dealing with what you're dealing with. And I think your message no, uh, is a resounding message. People need to reach out to those uh, that, uh, that they love and uh, make sure that you give people their roses while they can still smell them. Uh, you know, I talked yeah. about last week at my uh, class reunion how we had a page and, you know, 42 people on that page were no longer 
amongst the living. And if so, uh, Sally, has any final thoughts on uh, Vanessa's topic before we move on? Well, you know, some man, you you're one hundred percent right, uh, Vanessa, because you know you 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 know you never know when it's that person's last day, and you don't want to have any regrets. You don't want to live with any, with any regrets. And I, I you know, sweetie, I, you know, I was, I feel your pain. You know, I definitely do. And you know, I'm trying to give you a virtual hug as we speak, but you know, I I do I I, I understand how you know you know painful it is to lose someone. You know, we're you know, and I was I was telling a friend yesterday we're losing so many classmates and so many friends. And then me and Jay, I was talking about the fourth quarter of our lives, and we're in that fourth quarter. So, hey, I, I am I am trying to live my best life. So, for all those out there, you know, who you who you had grudges with or whoever, just hey, know that don't go to don't don't go to your grave with a grudge. Love somebody and let them know you love them. That's an excellent point. Yeah, I just want to say the same to you, Vanessa, condolences. and uh, Definitely for that mom who lost her her children, her husband, just anybody. It's just a great reminder of just loving your family when you got them. It knows me, I lost my father and and that's just my mom. And it's so true sometimes it seems like family can... Working nerves, but it's just why you ha- have them. Just love on them. Why you have them? Why you have them? And thank God, whoever you have there, just hug them and tell them that you love them. Like you said, no regrets. Mm. Well, you're absolutely correct. Love family while you can. Give people their roses while they're still here, um, and uh, and just appreciate who they are, what they represent for you, and. You know, when but you try to out, leave your but life. Reach help but reach out and help other people is one of the main things to this. To reach out and help other people who is struggling with trying to take care of family. Reach out and can I give you a break? Those caregivers are stressed out. They stress out because I know them caregivers over there with Patricia, who was 52 and had a stroke. I mean, and I we all believe that it was after because Debbie died. She just had a stroke. Her children work. They trying to take care of her. Her sister trying to take care of her. This girl is bed bound. Fifty two. She was just at Debbie's funeral in November. She was just at the funeral. T Bird just saw him at the funeral. Her brother. Now he's gone. It's just this is crazy. Crazy. Absolutely. Uh, once again, condolences to you, your family, her family. Uh, you know, just uh, remember God is able and he, uh, he answers prayer. All right. I'm going to step out, folks. Uh, we'll be right back after this. It's time for part one of Marianne Music's Corner. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. We'll be right back uh, after this. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. 
And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction.
Welcome back, 347-850-1272. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TKRS Radio Network, online radio in space. Uh, I'm Jay Rao. It's the Sunday morning roundtable. Every second Sunday of the month, we uh, have our uh, analysts bring their topics to the table. And, uh, you know, uh, just since uh, I guess I'm up, but I want to address something here real quick because someone, I was starting to pull comments down. And here's one of the reasons why when Mr. Elias is not here, um, I don't even go through this drill because it takes some time. I have to go to different places and collect information. I copy and paste them, put them on a page where I can read them all at one time from different sources. And I got something saying that about us mistreating Miss Vanessa. And I think that was from the comment that she made about Mr. Elias gets 20 minutes and she got 15. Well, first of all, I misspoke. So let me kind of explain it to everyone. You know, this is the sausage-making part of the show where people don't see. Every one of our segments are timed. And so usually what we do is our most important topic, usually we lead the show off with that. So we give it more time because obviously it's going to be more interested in that topic. And as we go through the show, lesser topics get less time. Obviously, I did misspeak because basically the first set, goes from 20 minutes after the hour to 40 minutes before the hour. And then the next segment, which was the segment that we just completed, goes from, you know, 15 minutes before the top of the hour and five minutes after the hour. So that is 20 minutes as well. So for you people out there who are thinking that we are not treating Vanessa correctly or me, she got 20 minutes just like Miss Della. All right. So now this particular topic here. Well, you know, when you make comments like that. Well, okay. So now this topic starts at 10 after the hour, which this is where we are. This one will go until 25 minutes after the hour, okay? 15 minutes as we go through the show. Topics that are not as juicy gets less time, so we can fit more time in for you, the consumer. Okay? Wanted to put that out there. We're not mistreating her. She got 20 minutes just like Miss Delias. Thank you very much. Let's move on. All right, so now um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, Jackie uh, is gone. So, uh, Jackie, thank you for participating in the show. Thank you so much. Um, Obviously, uh, it's me now. I guess I'm on the clock. The one thing I want to talk about is, uh, you know, last week we had the shooting of of the young man. Cops shot him six times. Uh, You know, obviously, people are outraged. You know, he was an unarmed black motorist, um, and people were – really outraged by what happened. And I think this happened in Akron, Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, let me get everyone's take on this. I'm going to give you my take on it. And I know none of y'all are going to agree with it, and I don't care. I mean, that's just the way this is. But but I don't know, Vanessa, that you hear about this. And if you did, give me your thoughts on it. So basically, just to kind of replay, there was a chase. Um, cops received, I, I think they received, you saw it, okay, so there was a chase, uh, guy shot back at the cops, car stopped, got out, he had on a mask, um, and then, you know, cops chased him, and then, you know, they got into an altercation, cops shot him 60 times. So now, give me your thoughts on it. <laughs> okay, first of all, they kept on saying you could see the video, so I did my research and tried to find that video so that I could see it, and I really couldn't see anything. I could hear, but I really couldn't see anything. Um, but I don't care, you know, I don't care what folks do. I mean, say this right, so Jay won't get so many levels. 
What's your initial thoughts on this this whole uh, situation that happened? I think the young man was Jalen Walker. I think that was his name. Go ahead. Well, you know, what happened was they, they – I'm like Vanessa. They, you know, you, you shot that man 60 times just like you did the, the gentleman out of New York. I cannot remember his name. And he was and he was just out celebrating his uh, his bachelor party. So you shot this gentleman 60 times and – you know, and of course you ran from the police, but so did the suspect in the Highland Park shootings. How how is it that these these people can be mass murderers, get up on and roost and kill people and shoot people, and when they arrest them, it's peaceful. But with us, they kill us. I don't. Yep. I yep. you cannot get me to understand that. You know, and hell. If I got a gun, like Vanessa said, I agree with her 100%. If you got a gun, the police are going to, you know, they're, they're, they're going to find a reason to get you. The bottom line, because they, they they did a study with a, uh, a white guy walking down the street with an AR-15 in the same district as a black guy, and they pulled a gun out on the black guy, and they told him to drop to the ground. As the white guy, they wouldn't talk to him. So they don't see us as human beings, man. They don't. They don't. Okay. So let's just call it what it is. They they see us as they're going to they they're going to wipe us out. Because like I said, the Highland Park killer they they arrested him peacefully. He and don't tell me, don't tell me that 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 they uh, they didn't chase him down because he ran from the police too, and he went to Wisconsin to plan another murder and then came back and that's how they caught him. Okay. I, I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not uh, disputing. I'm not disputing. I, I didn't read anything about them reloading their their weapons. But 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 here's yeah. here's my take on it. 
Well, I didn't. I didn't read that. Here's my take on it. My, my take on it is this. Well, I mean, here's the bigger question I need to ask you. Okay, outside of the fact that they shot him 60 times, which is ridiculous, I agree with you on that. Do you think they had the right to use deadly force in that situation, Vanessa? You first. Yes or no? Okay, let, let's define deadly force before I open my mouth. Well, deadly force is deadly force. <laughs> force that ends up deadly. I, mean, I don't Did know it, any other way to put it. Meaning, even if it was just one yes. bullet, do you, is that what you mean? Do, did they? Do you think they had the right to engage with that man on deadly force yes. based on everything that you know? Yes, not to that extreme, but yes. I okay. There you go. All right. That's that's. What about you, Miss Delias? Same question. No. Nope. They don't. Why not? Mm-mm. Why not? Why don't they yeah. have? They, they, why not? Why not treat us like you treat the rest of the folks? That that's not. But see, you you you're talking overall. I'm ta- I'm ta- I'm asking you about this particular situation. You ask me why. You ask me why. Why not treat us like you do the rest of the folks? Hey, you had a guy that committed, committed shot seven people, committed mass murder, and, and okay. hell, you had a guy walk into a church and commit mass murder. And you took him to damn talking about thing. this case, though, Les. This but you 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 you, 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 you bring up this stuff. It's like you treat these people. Okay, why, but see, but but people like they treat these people. But but once again, you act like. You know, this is the Monday morning quarterbacking. It's like when you have time to reflect, then, yeah, you can say these things. But when you're in the heat of battle, so here's the situation for those who are not paying attention. So they tried to pull him over. He took off on a high-speed chase. They showed video where the guy shot out the one at the police. So now you are at a heightened alert. So now somebody is shooting at you because they showed it. They released it. So now they yes, pull they, them listen, over. That's the reason why I, guess he, I said they should they should engage. Less okay, well, let me. Let, can, may I finish? Okay, thank you. Yeah, so I, now, I so so no, I, I thank you, Vanessa. All right, so he gets out the car. He has a mask on, and he takes off running. So now the cops, a gun has been introduced to this situation. They release video. They pulled their tasers out and tried to tase him, even though. They don't know what he has on him. They know he has a gun. They don't know if he left it in the car or not. He shot at him. He initiated the gunfire. And so I don't know who you are or what you are, but if, if I'm in a fight, it's like what they say, it's like bringing a freaking knife to a gunfight. You know, if someone shoots at you, then they have introduced, they have introduced a weapon to the situation. And they still... And they showed all the video. They pulled their tasers out to try to get him, and they, they, didn't, they couldn't get him with the tasers. The guy stops, turns around, has something in his hand. Now, remember, he's already shot at him. So you're on hide and alert already. And then you know what so you're going to engage. You get 60 shots in. Well, but see, that, but see, once again, what you're doing is you're taking it to the – I agree with y'all. There's no way you should sue somebody 60 times. Because video mm-hmm. also showed that the guy was on the ground, he was still shooting. He was already mm-hmm. he was already uh, mm-hmm. not a threat. I agree with mm-hmm. you on that, hundred and ten percent. But I thought, but my opinion, and once again, I'm the only one here. I just repeat that, just in case you're just tuning in. I'm the only one here who has engaged in these types of things because of my background, not live fire, mind you. Because and I'm gonna tell you something. When I engaged in this type of stuff in training and in scenarios and field operations, my heart was beating 10,000 miles per minute 
because even though we're not using live rounds, we're, everything else is real. We're using uh, tracer of, of rubber bullets. We're using all these different things, and your, your mind is racing because you don't know what's going to happen. So I agree with you all. That was too much. They should not have shot him 60 times. I agree with that. But I think they had every right in the world to engage him because he introduced the weapon into the gunfight. Now, you can disagree with that. I could care less. We all have opinions. I'm telling you, my opinion is if you're out there, you have a wife and kids you want to go home to, go home to too. So at the end of the day, if I'm chasing you and you pull out a gun and shoot at me and then run around the corner, I don't know if you threw that gun in the trash can or not, but now I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pull my weapon because you brought the gun to the gunfight. So when I come around the corner, I don't know if you threw your, your gun in the trash can or whatever you did. I don't have anything to do with that. I just know that you introduced it to the scenario. And at that point, you know, it's a whole different ball ballgame. Uh, but, but, you know, all this stuff is just, oh, man, it, it just it, – guns in this country – we're the only country that has these issues, man, that, that dealing with gun violence for the most part. I'm not talking about the one-offs, but for the most part, there are more guns in this country than there are people. And once again, you can't give me a legitimate reason, and this is not dealing with this particular topic, but overall, you can't give me a reason why a civilian should be walking on the streets of America with an AR-15 weapon. If Vanessa, I'm like you, I go to Home Depot all the time, and these old men got the little guns. Regular. Well, for what? We live in the suburbs. What are you? What, what are you gonna get jacked? What, what, what do you? What do you? I mean, what, does this make you feel better? Because you can. Oh, I got my gun on my right waist. So what? Because if you run into the right joker, they can disarm you and shoot you with your own weapon. It's 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 crazy. What is, why are we so, Mr. Elias, you own a thousand guns, and I'm exaggerating. What's, what is it, man? Why do you feel you have to own so many weapons? I, I, I'm a gun collector, first and foremost. And, okay. And I, I, buy, I buy exotic guns. I buy different guns. So I'm a gun collector. And, okay, you know, but, then uh, one, one, one guy at work asked me, he says, why do, why do you buy so many guns? I said, so I can shoot at you with the same bullets you're trying to shoot at me with. And I walked away from. Okay, okay, but but all right, I get you, I get I get it, sir. But but I'm but I'm wondering, so you collect guns, mm-hmm. and, and you know that's I I can't go anywhere with it because there are people who collect comic books, uh, because they like reading comic books. There are people that collect cars because they like cars. I just don't understand the infatuation with weapons. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand why mm-hmm. I own a firearm. I mean, I think I own two. The only reason why I own two is because one was stolen and used in a crime in Dallas. <laughs> I digress. And I ended up getting it back, you know, almost 18 years after it was stolen. That's the only reason why I have two weapons. Uh, but but I, I just – but what type of society do we live in where I have to feel that I need to be armed? You know, but I don't – you know, I never carry it with me unless I'm going on a trip. I very rarely have it on me, so I don't even know why I have it. I guess I have it to protect my property. But, you know, I, I almost said something, but I keep forgetting that people are listening to this line. So, 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 you know, I, I just don't get it. I, I'm, I'm just at a loss for words 
at why this society is so hell-bent on having to be armed and I don't know, man. It's it's just weird to me. It's a weird situation. And I, I just, you know, like you said, Indiana, you know, Indiana. Think about Gary, Indiana. So now you're telling people in Gary, Indiana, they can just go get a weapon and just run around with a weapon without. I, just like Texas. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, why? You know, here's the thing that really gets me, and then we got to get out of here. The thing that gets me here is this. That law enforcement, at least I haven't seen anything, they haven't raised any real alarms about this. Why aren't y'all saying, hey, let's get these guns off the street? Because we're the ones going to have to engage with these fools at some point in time. I don't hear a lot of gun enforcement people uh, even, uh, you know, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is 25 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Riles Show, which happens every Sunday right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. We're going to step out and take another break. We'll be right back. Having fun in the sun. Those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. you with me. 
July, happy belated birthday to my little sis. I love you. As always, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the calling number. You're listening to the serious side. It is time to say good morning to the crew. Let's say good morning to my big sis. What's up, Vanessa? Good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. Stay cool because in Texas it's gonna be triple digits today. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Can you say global warning? warming. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that message. And Vanessa is right. Stay hydrated and stay cool. And if you don't have to go outside, don't go outside. Man, let me say, I was muting mics and I noticed this man was here. Let me say good morning to him for the first time. The one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit uh, brings you on a weekly basis on a need-to-know basis. What's going on, man? Good morning. How are you? I'm good, oh, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, good morning. Well, Hey, good morning, Vanessa. Yeah, I was I was being a little quiet. Hey, what's up, brother? Oh. How are you doing? Oh, oh okay. Yes, wow. I'm glad you're oh, in the house, man. Way, it's good to see you. Yeah. That's probably why I'm not in Houston today, because it's, cause it's hot. <laughs> I always hate going to Houston in July, but it seems like it's a little worse this year. <laughs> he's, so he's staying away that, from that Houston because weather. of the Triple weather. Digits, yeah, Triple yeah. digits is not fun. Yeah, you know, you sound summer. In September, Jerome? Say it again. Are you going to be in Texas in September? Um, Possibly. I usually go in September. My birthday is in September, and I usually go to Houston. I usually come around that time. Oh, okay. I'll send you a message and an invitation. Okay. Okay. Well, I, just, I, just, I booked my ticket yesterday, Vanessa. Yay. Yay. Oh, 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 Jay, Jay, wow, my brother, says, my brother, I brought y'all some nickels, I don't ask, I brought y'all some nickel walkways, chickens in a class, uh-oh, 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 I know, it's like, we're family, that's what we do, so uh, anyway, good morning, Mr. Mr. Elias, how are Sorry. you, sir? Well, good morning, good morning to you, sir, and good morning, Nessa, good morning, Kathleen, good morning, Momo B, good morning, Rich Sister, good morning, Mariana Music, and Mariana Music, that first song was uh, uh, by Alicia Myers, and it says, I want, it's the name of it is, I want to thank you, and the last song was Four Letters by Jesse J on tour. Uh, four-letter word, Jesse J on tour. And good morning, my brother Hawkins. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Silly yes. Can we say hello to those people in the chat room if you don't mind, sir? Uh, Covina man is in there with us. 
What's up, Kavina, man? My man, and Kavina, listen, I know you used to do your bike rides, brother. Don't fall off the train like I have done, so get back on those bike rides. You can always pick us up when you get back, you know, from your bike ride. I take us with you as you go. And that goes for everyone else, so you can take us with you as you go. Let me say good morning to the pastor. He is in the house. What's happening? What's, yeah, go ahead, Mr. Elias. Get your little joke in before I finish saying hello to everybody this morning. Go ahead. Yes. No, no, I'm saying you're going to be surprised at Kavina, man's comment. Okay. Well, I, I, oh wow. Well, I can't wait till we get to that part, which is coming up. Pastor Steve states your case coming up in about twenty uh, minutes or so. I want to say what's up to the pastor, namesake of that segment. Good morning, sir. How are you? Very nice words he has for Vanessa. I'll read those at that time as well. Jermaine is in the house. Bethany, Frankie. Uh, my machine is locking up. Uh, and there were uh, I had about ten more people I was going to say hi to that I pull remarks from. But anyway, thank you everyone who's listening to the show. I appreciate it. We appreciate it, and we thank you so much for uh, for what you do and the fact that you take the time to listen to what we say every Sunday morning. So we appreciate it. So now, Sister Rome's in the house. Takes pressure off yours truly, Jerome. Man, anything that's on your mind you want to talk about, brother? Since it is the second Sunday, which means it's the Sunday morning roundtable. Anything you want to bring to the table, sir, for the last segment of the, of the morning? Um, no, I want to put pressure back on you. I'm just. Kidding. I thank you very much. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thank you very much. <laughs> Can you yeah, say Brittany Griner? <laughs> wait, we take away from your pressure, right? All right. Yeah. So in the last show, I I. I didn't have anything, but I do want to talk about, because I want to hear everyone's opinion on this, about that startling new evidence from the Emmett Till case that they found an unserved yes. arrest for Carolyn Bryant. And so the family is asking to prosecute her. Of course, there are people coming out saying she's old and she's in poor health and she can't holler see or whatever, walk, she, they're pushing in a wheelchair. And... Um, Here's what she did. Here's why they got an arrest warrant for her. Now, in 1955, you know, they said that she, um, she, um, that a 14-year-old black kid came up to her and w- said that he whistled at her. But when she testified, right. she said that um, he, he came up to her. Now, he's 14. And this is the quote from the, from the actual transcript. How about a date, baby? And then she pulled away from him and, and pulled his hand. Um, he put his hand on her, on her waist and then told her, you needn't be afraid of me, baby. Um, I've been with white girls before. That's what she testified a 14-year-old black kid did to her. Did to her. And wow, there was an arrest warrant to pick her up because obviously she, she was lying. No 14-year-old, especially back then, was even... It, I'm not even going to justify it. But ask, but anyway, so they were coming to pick her up. And they said, oh, the warrant was never served, but they had one for her. After her husband and her brother, I think it was, um, were known to have taken him. And they said it was a woman in the car someone testified, and they heard her voice saying that that's him. So they were coming to pick her up and never did. So now she's 87. And people are making the case, she, you know, this might kill her. So I just, I'll stop there. I want to know what you guys think about that. Hmm. Uh, and Brian, okay, uh, Vanessa, Vanessa. Okay. Okay. So 
y'all know, I to me, I said put Bill Cosby's old ass in jail. So you know what? Don't pick hey, her up. So, hey, wait, wait. I'm going to throw a flag on you. I'm talking about this white lady and this black head. Stop throwing black people under the bus. <laughs> I know. About so hello. Bill Cosby was women were grown. This is this is a white person who went and lynched a black kid because she lied and said that he did something. You didn't hear what I said afterwards. You didn't. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I heard you Bill Cosby under a bus when we talk. That's all you heard. What black people with white people? After that, I said if I can throw Bill Cosby's old ass in jail, go get her. That's what I said. Go pick her ass up. Go get her. Stop being so yeah. tunnel vision at what people say and listen to all of it. I agree with you. I don't think she should be in jail. I don't care how old she is. They put old black men in jail for stuff they do. Go pick her. <laughs> <laughs> they put black people in jail for anything. I'm just saying that it's on her. And I didn't comment on the last topic, but you know how in the last topic you shoot a, a, a black man and say, oh, well, he had a gun, and you you let this white kid off who guns everybody down, and you take that dude alive. So you, there's no reason yeah, to empty either. 80 rounds or 90 rounds in a black person, in anybody. Yeah. That was overkill, if that's an understatement. But yeah. black folks yeah. feel like they need to discharge, they can discharge their guns without any repercussions if they're black. But they won't yep. even fire yep. at white kids. Yeah. It's, like yeah, it's like we talked about in the earlier set. I don't know if you were here when we talked about how, you know, Mr. Elias brought up the Miranda rights thing, and it's like they feel police have the right to do what they want to do. But but let me ask you something, because you, you brought up something that was interesting, and I saw it. Now, I thought I read where they were they were going to actually go ahead and reissue the warrant for arrest. Did I Did I – was that wrong, or did I misread that, or – What's the what's the update on that, Jerome? Yeah, I, I don't think um, I'm not sure arrest warrants expire. I'm not sure, so I don't I don't I didn't see that what you're oh. talking about that you want to reissue. Oh, wow. Maybe they were oh. contemplating on whether they're going to enforce it or not. But when somebody get an arrest warrant, I don't think they expire. Oh, wow. And I don't think that's true, Jerome. Just let me tell you why. Because the guy, my sister's boyfriend, tried to kill her, and he fled to California. Then we saw him in the hospital dying. And you know what they said? The arrest warrant had been expired. That they couldn't touch him. So they do it. Right, because if the statute of limitations goes, then you can't arrest them. I don't think they expire like that. You have to renew them, but they don't expire. Like you have to re. You have to issue. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, um, yeah, it's it's out there. You just can't you can't revoke it. It's out there in order yeah, for you, you to enforce it. You just have to re. I got it. Okay, I see what you're saying. It just don't yeah. expire. So like, no you have to, to renew it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No it. judge has to reissue it. They don't have to relitigate the case. They can just extend it. Right. But yeah, yeah I don't have to go back in front of the. Yeah, oh, I got it. Mm-hmm. They drop them. Mm. Interesting. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Elias, what are your thoughts on this one, man? Hey, man, if they got the guy that shot um, Mega Evers and he was in his 80s, her ass can go to jail, too. Bottom line. Ching, ching. I don't care how old she is. It don't make me a bit of difference. I don't care. If they got the guy that, uh, that, that, if they got the guy that got Mega Evers, that's hey, God bless them. That, they, they, they need to get him. They need to get her. 
because that, that way what she did to that young man had done to that young man, it, it didn't deserve to happen. So, mm-mm. Who, nope. who was the brother that was on 60 Minutes uh, and he died? It was Ed, what, what was his name? Ed, I can't think of his name. Uh, he was a brother that was on 60 Minutes. He was a he was a uh, commentator. Hello. He was a yeah. uh, you know what I'm talking about. He was a commentator or yeah. contributed to 60 Minutes. Yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah. Ed uh, Harris was it Harris? Was his name? He had a earring in his, in his yes. huh? Yeah, I, said, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I know who he is, and um, yeah, I see his face too. Uh, is it Ed uh, Harris? Uh, yeah. No, it's um, no. Gosh, see that's bad. Uh, I'm, that, that's I'm, I'm bad. That's bad. Now, my Ed Bradley. Ed Bradley. That was his name. Ed Bradley. Yep. Right, Ed yeah. Bradley, Ed Bradley. Yeah. I, I yeah. saw I saw a documentary where they had revisited the uh, Emmett Till um, uh, situation, and he had actually went to the house. I don't know if you guys saw this. He had actually went to the house where that lady was. Now, this was back a, a while back, um, and her, her, you know her son pulled up. You need to get off our property. You need to, I mean, it was, they were just so like, you know, that that's in the past. You need to get off our property. You need to go. And he says, so she can't come out and talk? I suggest you leave, sir. You know, to sit here and say that she's too old, she has lived her life. So, hey, you know, if you spend your final two years or two months or two weeks in jail, so be it. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, sometimes these shows, when we do shows, sometimes they just depress the hell out of me. They really do. Because you look at that situation, for example, you know, an all-white jury acquitted those cats, mm-hmm. right? They found a, didn't they find, didn't they find like a furnace fan? Uh, he was, they, they wrapped that around his neck and threw him over and, you know, they anchored him down. I mean, you think about that. You think about this situation that's happening in Georgia, District Attorney down there, her life is being threatened because she's trying to bring charges on Trump. This guy gets away. It's like he's getting away with this. You look at uh, Gantz, uh, uh, the guy out of Florida, this cat, you know, they got him. People, they, they got stone-cold proof that this guy was sleeping with underage girls. And it's like mm-hmm. nothing happens to these people. It's like if you're white, you're right. I just get mm-hmm. so fed up with this nonsense. Rittenauer, he goes across uh, freaking uh, state lines and goes and shoots two people and he gets away with it. People are offering him yep. money. Oh, let's give him money. Let's do him this. I mean, because you're white, you get away with this stuff. And like you guys talk about all the time, you know, people sit here. Yeah, folks are going killed, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 people, and they apprehend these people with a scratch on their face. And an unarmed black man gets gunned down. Nine times out of ten, is behind a damn traffic stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had January 6th. Imagine if you had, what, what, I'm not going to use the term that, uh, that uh, Richard Pryor used or Red Fox used. Remember when he went to court and said, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're he says, you know, we're not prejudiced. He said, why do you have all, he said, you got more uh, in words here, you can make a Tarzan movie. Mm-hmm. Think about it. If that many African Americans would have stormed the Capitol, they still they be collecting bodies off the front line. They'd have shot them dead. They would have shot them dead. I mean, what is this? Mm-hmm. 
So you people talk about us, oh, you guys are doing this on these shows, you guys. Man, go to hell. We talk about this because we're being mistreated as a race, and I'm tired of these people sending me messages about nonsense. Get a life and get a grip. My damn nerves. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is a calling number. Uh, what else, Jerome? I'm pissed off. No, no, no. I was just going. I was just saying, like that is that is a mess that we have to revisit this same topic in different forms. But the truth yes. is is that there is a privilege that white folks have that they are unaware, some of them are unaware of it, and they don't even know the difference. Like, they can't even see the difference. But in my case, you know, in this topic, you know, the woman's 87, the guy, they actually, one of the family friends or wherever she's staying now, released a statement to try to get empathy for her. You know, she had cancer, she's 87, she can hardly work. They are doing um, media to try to get people to not be upset with her, whereas I don't see major main, major media picking this story up because they have empathy for her. You understand? So it is not just a conspiracy. It's that white folks have a blinder, have a blind spot for white folks and makes us outraged when black people do stuff. So in my, from my opinion i don't care she needs to go to jail yeah. whereas in the statute of limitations he got convicted for a freaking not even a technicality they he got railroaded into that for releasing evidence because the, because the new da had um wanted to make a name for himself they didn't give him due process they went around the corner. That's why Cosby is not convicted of any crimes, even though he spent time in jail. It was vacated, like it was did not even happen. But they threw him in jail on GP because it was a black person, and the guy was like, I can do it anyway. So he unsealed some documents, which you're not supposed to do, and said, oh, and, and added witnesses that were sketchy and wouldn't put the woman back on scale saying who lied and they were like oh well he did other stuff but that's not how the law is supposed to work you in white folks world the person literally did it and we can't even get them arrested but i will say this i don't like but you know what sometimes people get got based on karma not based on truth or something else yeah well all right, look, we got to go. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Last break uh, coming up next. Pastor Steve, state your case, and, uh, and that's it. My apologies for uh, for whatever. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Why are you laughing, Mister? I'm so disgusted, I man. I just don't know what to do with myself. I'm just I don't apologize for nothing. I'm unapologetic. I don't care. I'm just, I'm just disgusted. I, I'm so pissed off this morning. This last segment has got the hair on my neck. I'm so pissed off at the way our people are treated in this country that I can't even see straight. I mean, I am seeing. If it was a cartoon, remember those cartoons, and they showed the little, the little, the, 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 the firecrackers in their eyes, and they blow up. That, that's where I am. I am so, and I don't know why. This just, this segment alone just pushed me over the edge, and I'm just. And so, you know, listen, I got to try to maintain this stuff sometimes. But my God, man, I, enough is enough. 
enough is enough. And it was just like every, it was like the weight of every story we've ever done on this show about how we get mistreated uh, just all came to, to bear. And, and I'm like, you know, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of having to come on a show every Sunday to try to justify to people why things, you know, why we get mistreated the way we do. I'm tired of it. It just, it, it just makes me sick. And I'm just so at a point where, you know, I'm just disgusted, man. And, and, and that's just about all I can say. I'm just, I'm just disgusted. Matter of fact, okay, well, we're going to, we're just going to skip that whole thing. We're not even going to fast break. Let's, uh, just please state your case. Mr. Elias, man, do uh, you have any comments you want to read from the uh, chat room? Yeah. Trevina Man says, sometimes when people get shot by the cops, they deserve it. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. What else you have? That's it. And he says, well, Trevina you know, Man says, I'm riding right now. So he's listening and riding his bike right now, so. Good, my man. So, you know, stay on the convener, man, because I lost like 20-some pounds. I think I gained half of it back in the last two weeks. So do your thing, brother. Don't get off the stick. Don't get off the wagon. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let me let me go ahead and read some some uh, final thoughts as well here. In fact, let me do it this way. Uh, hold that thought. Online radio at its best. Might as well get this one started, too. So as we... Going to our final thoughts, let me read some comments from the from uh, from these websites that I monitor throughout the course of the show. I'm only going to read three of them because we're up against it, or four maybe. All right, Pastor Steve says, a peace and blessings, family, great show, and very special prayers to you, Miss Vanessa. God bless you. Remember, God is able and he does answer prayer. Stay uh, prayed up. What do you say? Stay prayed up and continue to give it up to our Lord, our Savior. And uh, I'm thinking about you always. Love you guys. Take care. Thank you, Pastor. Thank uh, you, Pastor. Reggie from Florida. Reggie, is this Reggie? Reggie. Remember, uh, uh, boys. Uh, what is it? Bad boys too. But he has Reggie. Mm-hmm. How old are you? <laughs> you look thirty. <laughs> What's up, Reggie? Florida. I don't know if it's the same guy now, but anyway. All right. So he says he's a first time listener. He says first time listener. I like this show. How long? Has this show been on iHeart Radio? I kind of, I kind of found it by accident. Glad I did. Uh, Reggie, I can't. Well, thanks. First of all, thank you so much. Can't tell you how long this show's been on uh, iHeart Radio. How it works is, is that these different streaming services they they search the internet and they pull shows from different you know, podcasts. So we're on so many different platforms, I can't tell you. It's just a few that I monitor throughout the course of the show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't know we were on iHeart until someone told me about this a while back, but iHeart uh, tuned in, you know, whatever. Wherever you get the show, we appreciate you. But thank you so much, Reggie, for checking in and making those comments. Uh, let me see, can I can I get one more in here? Uh, here, let's read one more. Miss Jenkins from uh, from Georgia. The thoughts and prayers to you, Miss Vanessa, like Jay said, give people their roses while they can still smell them. Uh, thanks for sharing and be blessed. And uh, that's only, okay, we're, okay, we got to get our final thoughts in. So that's it. Thank you guys for listening. And so, Vanessa, it's time for your final thoughts. Give me your final thought. My final thought is I was trying to get the church to get to the altar 
um, but I don't think it's on, I'm going to get there because I really wanted to listen to this show. I just want to thank everybody who got prayers out to me, prayers out to my old neighborhood um, where uh, I grew up and people on the street. Um, I woke up with it on my mind. But I do want you guys to do one thing for me, and that is continue to be prayed up for this country. Ladies, if you are listening to me, of my voice, and this is something I should have made this my topic today. If you have a baby in the car, take your shoe off. Put your shoe in the back seat with your baby. Because when you get out that car and you walk on that hot concrete, you're going to say, damn, where's my shoe? <laughs> and then you're going to remember that that baby is in that car because you're not going to walk on that hot cement. Wow, Ladies that. and gentlemen, stop leaving your children in the car because I believe some of y'all are doing it intentionally. That's just me. Don't do it. Put a shoe. Take your shoe off and put it. Give it to the baby to play with. I promise you, you're going to remember that baby because you ain't going to walk on that floor, on that hot ground. Y'all have an awesome week. Stay prayed up. And my family, y'all know I love y'all. Wow, good stuff. Now, I'm not sure about giving the uh, baby the shoe because it can have all kind of stuff on it, but that's an excellent, I never heard that before. Wow. That's great, Vanessa. Thank that's you so much for saying that. And that is stuff, true. Yeah. Isn't that good stuff? Mm-hmm. Take your shoe off. Mm-hmm. Put it in the back seat. Yeah. You get out, what about you? Oh, my baby's back there. I, first of all, I can't understand mm-hmm. anybody for getting their child in the car, but you know what? That is an excellent idea. Thank you, Vanessa. Uh, PSA by Vanessa Haynes. Good stuff. All right, uh, Mr. Jerome Freeman, final thoughts. He's dropped out, man. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. Okay, I don't know what happened either. Okay, well, Mr. Elias, floor is yours, man. Final thoughts. Well, folks, if you don't know, you got to know you got to get out and vote. If you don't vote, you don't have a voice. People, they are playing games with the voting rights. So, it, it, you know, and each state, they're playing a lot of games with it. So if you vote, and you know they don't like the person you vote for, they don't have to. They don't have to put them in office. So get out and get to voting and get these people out of office who are trying to stop your democracy. But if you don't, you won't have a democracy. You don't have an autocracy. So, folks, get out and vote. Good stuff. My final thoughts are with uh, Brittany Griner. Uh, this past week, she uh, had to plead guilty uh, to the trumped-up charges. Uh, no pun intended, that the Russian government has uh, assessed to her, had charged her with, I should say. And, you know, people say, well, why does she uh, plead guilty? You know, it, you know, she's going to fight this thing through why plead guilty, and the reasons are simple. Uh, in order for, the Russians are using her as a token. And so in order for them to be able to negotiate with the U.S. Uh, for a prisoner swap, there has to be a finality to the actual case. And so by her pleading guilty, it puts an end to this charade that the, that the uh, Russian government uh, has that they're going through with this young lady. And so now the U.S. can begin the process of negotiating a prisoner, prisoner swap. Now, people can say, well, wait a minute, I thought the, the U.S. doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Right. Well, this is a little different. You know, they're talking about releasing an arms dealer uh, who had a 25 year sentence. And I think he has served 20 of those 25 years. And so uh, what's five more years if it's going to bring this young lady home? Now, I will say this. Um, she said that she accidentally packed 
uh, uh, this uh, vaping thing in her bag. She didn't she didn't realize she had it in the bag, and so she was sorry, she was contrite. But at the end of the day, they got her on it, and so you know, I have a I, you know, my, I have mixed emotions about this. To be honest with you, I was talking to Miss Delias. Uh, one day, and I said, "Man, I tell you what, if she does weed after this situation, I bet she won't smoke another joint in her life." Uh, but who knows? But you know, the country's well. I mean, think about it. I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, the country is lax on weed now, and so it's a different time. I grew up in a time where it was illegal, and it was like you don't do drugs, mm-hmm. but it's different. You know, things change. So it is yeah, what it is. Sure. We just hope there's. Yeah, well, things change. I mean, we just hope that she gets home. Um, and um, and the bigger picture is... That they put it in there and that they didn't put it in there. But some people were saying, well, they probably put it in her bag. Well, it's good to know that they didn't, that she actually put it in there by accident. I'm glad to hear that. Well, you can, well, you can see on the thing that it was Maybe in her bag. I mean, that, that, that's... Well, you can see when she came to the airport security, you can see the whole thing. They didn't put it in her bag. They were right... You saw it right then and there. But at the end of the day, we hope that she gets home. And, you know, like her coach said, if this was LeBron James, he would have been home by now. I said, oh, my God, drop the mic. All right, Miss Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Folks, it's a pleasure to serve you as always. Keep the faith and remember, if you're in Texas, stay your behind in the house because it's going to be hot. So for Vanessa, for Mr. Elias, and for Jerome, I'm Jay Riles saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Riles Show. We'll see you next week, folks, if it's God's will. God bless. Take care. Thank you.